0: You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. I looked over at Shanna and asked Shanna, Hey, did, did you pray that prayer, the Father's Day prayer we, we put together? And she said, yes, you weren't paying attention. And, you know, I was in such a moment of prayer. Shanna's words just didn't touch touch me. But all I kept thinking about in that time when Shanna was praying is, we, we need to share with the men of our congregation, Happy Father's Day. And I want to share with all the men of our congregation, whether you're a new father or about to be a new father, uh, or have been a father for a very long time, or a father-like figure, uh, thank you. Uh, for being just that. And we do have a special gift for you uh, today. Uh, Yes, these these rolls of toilet paper are for you. You know, Mother's Day is easy to give a gift for. You get a flower, it works really well. Father's Day in the church is a little bit more difficult. Because you can't do golf ball type things, because not every father golfs. You can't do fishing things, because not every uh, fisherman fishes. And so we did. We've done candy for the last like three years. And so like I wanted to do something different. And the Holy Spirit struck me as I was pulling into my pulling into our uh, garage, and um, we had an overabundance of toilet paper to share. For some reason, we had two boxes to share, and you know I thought you know. What a great gift for Father's Day than a roll of toilet paper for our dads because well, it's something they can use. And so we'll give this gift to you as a sign of our love to you and may God bless you as you use it. (laughs) Dear Lord, things that I never thought I'd say uh, when I was in seminary. You know, we are called to be peacemakers. We are called to be people who, who share the good news in such a way that it brings people peace, love, hope, and joy. And, and I invite you to think about how in this last week, how you have helped be a peacemaker. I invite you to think about the ways that you've brought forth unity. I invite you to think about the ways that you've helped someone who may have been struggling throughout their week. Mike Slaughter, in his book, Revolutionary Kingdom, he has this great line where he says, people will not find Jesus in our political alliances, denominational divides, or doctrinal arguments. Love wins. And I believe that when we strive to be peacemakers and we strive to do all that we can through the love of Jesus, we're doing what we've been called to do. And so for this season, we've been uh, in a season of seeking peace. And, and I invite you, uh, one of the ways that we seek peace is through unity. And we work together. And we can't have unity without you and I. It's not something that you, one person can do uh, by themselves. We need everybody to work towards the common goal of bringing forth the kingdom of God, in which Jesus calls us to go and make disciples of Jesus. And so with that in mind, I want to read with you our scripture reading for today from Psalm 133. Listen to these words. Look at how good and pleasing it is when families live together as one. It is like an expensive oil poured over the head running down onto the beard, Aaron's beard, which is extended over the collar of his robe. It's like the dew on Mount Haram, streaming down unto the mountains of Zion, because it is there that the Lord has commanded the blessing of everlasting life. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Unity in this day and age is a struggle. And it's a struggle because I think we've forgotten what our common goal is. In the church, it's Jesus. I love Slaughter's line in his book. He says, our stance is Jesus, everything else is a conversation. Shannon shared that line with you a couple weeks ago. I've shared it with you a couple of times. But our stance is Jesus. We're reminded that in everything we do should point people towards Jesus and how Jesus modeled his life. Not how we want it. Because sometimes, let's be honest, Jesus stretches us, doesn't he? He pushes us to look beyond what we feel are the norms. He pushes us to look beyond our noses and to look towards the bigger world. How often have we gone our own way and have never been satisfied? But when we let go and we allow God to work on us and through us, we find that peace in our own lives which brings peace everywhere else i do believe that a big part of being a peacemaker and people who seek unity in jesus we are called to get to know the other whoever that may be and you know the easiest way of us getting to know the other the getting to know people in our community in our world something some of you do very, very well. It's through small talk. You know, small talk, chitter-chatter. Asking that simple question, how'd your team do last night? Boy, that was a rough game. Boy, it was hard to watch Kevin Durant airball that three, three-pointer when time expired. But small talk can go a long way. how we utilize small talk matters and and paying attention because you know people will share their lives with you through small talk you'll hear their story who they are who their teams are what they love what their passions are and even in small talk i've been able uh, to to pick up on people's hurts and desires and 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 that's where we can work together in learning people's passions, hurts, and desires, we can, we can see where Jesus can be or needs to be and say, hey, let's work together towards this. And we let go of ourselves and we listen to the other. Because, you know, that's what Jesus did. He, he listened to people's passions. He listened to people's hurts. He listens to people's desires. How many times did Jesus say, your faith has made you well? so many times we have to be an active listener we have to actively listen to what people are saying because sometimes we miss the point of what they're saying because we're so caught up in ourselves i admit i do that it's a struggle but to actively listen is to pay attention and to hear what it is that's going on in their life and you may have asked them the only thing you may have asked them is hey what do you think about this weather? And they may tell you that they're without air conditioning. And they may tell you that it's not working as well. And maybe you know somebody who could help them, or maybe you have the financial needs that you could help them out. Small talk goes a long way in bringing forth unity. It's also, man, it's an easy way to make disciples if you ask me. I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had over my years of ministry of just simple small talk, of inviting, making that simple invitation. And several of you have told me that, you know, you're not afraid of inviting people to church. I want you to think, when was the last time you invited someone to church? It's probably been a while, hasn't it? And even when we were online, when, when we were just online, you know, you could have invited someone to your home and said, Hey, you want to watch this with me? It's my church or as simple as clicking share. It's that easy. But when we discover people's passions, hurts and desires, man it can change things. It opens our eyes to a bigger world that there are people that are struggling with things that we never would have thought of. I didn't I was thinking about Juneteenth this last week and, and thinking about when I discovered it, we were sitting in Galveston at an ice cream dairy shop on a mission trip just a few years ago. I was sitting there, and, and they had the story of Juneteenth on a wall. I never had heard of it. was intrigued by it. It was kind of interesting. And then when they started these last few weeks in the news cycle, hearing about that, knowing, you know, it took me back to that, to that mission experience of sitting there in that ice cream shop, having ice cream, Hearing people's passions, hurts, and desires are important. I was sitting in a lecture a few weeks ago with um, Emer- Emily Reese, who is the—she um, works for the Global Board of General Ministries, and one of her jobs is to equip lay people to um, run some of our smaller churches, because we have— um, Uh, that kind of disparity in our church where we need lay people to run some of our churches. And and she lifted up this uh, passion, hurts, and desires and called, you need to get your community PhD. Do you know what our community PhD is? Do you know what our community's passion is? Do you know what our community's hurts are? Do you know what our community desires are? How do we do that? We do it through small talk. listen and being present it doesn't need a specific topic you don't you know you don't need to walk in and say well my pastor wants us to learn what your passion is what your hurt is and what your desire is because people will run for the door they don't want to tell you but they'll tell you when you ask the simple question what do you think about this weather or did you watch the game the other night or tell me about your children and there in those conversations, in those small, but impactful conversations, you'll hear the PhDs. And that's where God is calling us to be, in those passions, hurts, and desires. Tony Hillerman, an anthropologist, has written dozens of sellers, uh, best-selling mystery novels based on the intricacies of Navajo culture. One of his stories um, describes this interview with a wise Navajo elder about his knowledge of a certain crime. The white policeman, ignorant of the unspoken Navajo conversation posturing, just jumped right in with a stream of questions to the elder. And the response from the elder was icy, uncooperative the white police officer left in frustration. Later, a Navajo policeman visited for the same purpose. He walked in and said nothing about the crime, but sat silently in the presence of his elder. For two hours, the old man banters about the Navajo Nation and their families and his fear for the younger generation. And then there was a pause and the elder sat down And the policeman reflected that he needs to ask a few questions about a certain event. And the old man tells him everything he needs to know. Why, you might ask? Because there's a certain delicate elegance to the Navajo ways, the author responded. That when a visitor has shown proper respect When he has listened well and hard, when the host then pauses, a silent permission is then granted. You have respected me, now I will help you. I think the Navajos are on to something. Small talk is a transactional thing. I will listen to you, and then you can listen to me. And that's how we build unity. Far too often we we hear something we don't like and we shut down immediately. But if we listen to actively listen to 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 hear where Jesus may be or where Jesus may be calling us, if we slow down and just listen, could you imagine some of the conflicts we would not be in? Could you imagine some of the ways that we could hear people's passions, hurts, and desires. And you know, you don't even need to ask that question. You just need to be present, and to be an unanxious presence. As people may share things that you don't want to hear, but maybe you need to hear them. Maybe that's Christ pulling you forward. Only the Spirit knows. So I invite you to have small talk this week. But I want to hear your PhDs. Because that goes a long way. That allows us to know what we need to be doing as a church. Because it's one thing to, to hear what your passion is. It's one thing to hear what your hurt is. It's one thing to hear what your desires is. And, and, and you can do that. And, but we haven't done that lately. We haven't taken stock of what we have available And so I want to invite you over the next week to do that, to help me discern a way forward because we're in a new time of life and ministry of this church. This is a new chapter where things are going to be done differently. We're not going to be moving back to the old ways. We're going to be moving forward in a new way where the God is calling us. And yes, it's going to look different. Yes, it's going to be hard. And yes, it's going to mean that some things that we love are going to go away, but we're going to move forward because God is calling us forward, not backwards. He's calling us to be united in love, united in grace, united in God's presence. Because it is pleasing to God when we're united. That doesn't mean we have to agree. That doesn't mean that we have to, like, be hand and foot and agree that everything is this way. It just means that we are going to agree that Jesus is our calling. Jesus is the center of what we do. Jesus is what we are about. And everything else is a conversation. And when we let that go, when we let ourselves go, and we allow Jesus to be the center, we become an uns- force for the kingdom of God to be made known and real and peace happens. But we can't do that until we listen. We can't do that until we let go of ourselves and listen to the other. Our neighbor. Love God. Love our neighbor. Those really easy commandments to follow, aren't they? So I want to hear from you. If you go to this website, and Nick's going to post it here for you, uh, you can do it on your smartphones, or I will send this out to you so that way you can click direct link to it. Please make sure that when you put in the PhD TUMC that it's all capital, uh, because if not you get some other weird thing, I don't know, I didn't try that, but it does need to be all capital. And I'll email this out and I'll put it on our Facebook page, but I want to hear from you. I'm not asking for names or email addresses or phone numbers, I just ask those three simple questions. What is your passion? What is your hurt? What is your desire? And this will allow our leadership and and our church to discern a way forward and discern where we wanna go. And I wanna encourage you to dream big. Canceling our debt is a small dream. Living out God's faithful mission into the world, that's the big dream. So dream big. Or as I was told one time in a uh, budgeting meeting, dream as big as your eyes can go. So I want to encourage you to dream big and let your PhD be known so that we can be peacemakers and love sharers and light bearers for this world, because that's what Jesus calls us to do, is to bring unity and love. And we can't do it alone. We need everybody. And so I invite you in to small talk. I invite you to get to know your neighbor. And I invite you to love unconditionally. Let us pray. God, you know our passions, hurts, and desires. You know our passion, hurts, and desires. Help us see others. Help us be attentive to those opportunities of mission and ministry that that will happen even as we go out to eat after worship. Or as we're sitting in a car line at the fast food restaurant, or as we're at the store. May our eyes be open and our ears attentive to listening Because, Lord, I know that in this community, there are a lot of passions, hurts, and dreams. May we be aware of those things, so that way we can help show this world your love. And so, Lord, I I commission these people, both here and online, to go forth, make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of ourselves and of the world. Be reminded that in every step and every breath that we take, we are not alone. And that you love us and you care for us. So God be with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week and we ask that you connect with us online at Tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a good day.